morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Hey guys, today on CarCast, we've got a little bit more SEMA recap, and we're going to welcome back our good friends, Mike and Jim Ring, the Ring Brothers. They're going to talk a little bit about the four amazing vehicles that they brought to the SEMA show. Before we get started, here's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Good day, sir. How are you? It, it is a good day, man. Uh, you know, post-SEMA, uh, it was great to see you. Had some fun out there. Had probably a drink or two too many. and uh, But I didn't see all the cars I wanted to, so... Uh, it, it was a, it was It was a good SEMA show. I, I, I felt like it was... It was good. Um, last year, I think, was the first year back after COVID, and the lay of the land was a little different. This year, of course, you know, having some of the big players, Ford, Chevrolet Performance, not being there, um, filling in the slots with, with some other companies. Toyota and Lexus had a nice display. Dodge had a huge display. I just figured out I didn't even get to see your car. <laughs> yes, I had a car there. That's true. <laughs> uh, actually, we were going to try to swing by, but then um, I had to do some work calls uh, in between. I know we were going to like go. You were at MagnaFlow and you needed to go over to Badass Workbench. I was... Uh, I was like, great, I'll be back. I'll walk over with you. We'll pass by my car because it's on the way. But I had a I had a Bravago call to do. <laughs> and uh there's you know the, the, the things that we're working on in that project, as you know. But uh yeah, so we kinda had to do that. But uh my car, uh the Mustang Mach One was in the Anderson Composites booth. It did very well. It seemed to be very popular. I spoke to a lot of people that went over it, I got to see it. Um a lot of follow-up questions because not a lot of people knew it had the twin turbo kit on it. And, uh, but we, I was able to connect with a lot of friends, um, uh, in the, I guess the media space, the Mustang magazines and things like that. And, uh, that want to do follow-up pieces on the car. So 
we we got it back. Anderson Composites brought it back. Everything looks good. It's uh, it already went back over to Galpin Autosports, and we've got a dial in the tune and do an alignment and uh, a few things to it. But I'm actually really eager to drive it. And, uh, yeah. I, you know, and it just, the, the idea of like that thing, the only time I saw it run with the turbo on it was literally it went, it pulled out of Galpin Autosports garage and onto the flatbed over to Anderson Composites, and that's it. I didn't hear it go in SEMA, go out of SEMA, any of that stuff. I got it in uh, at SEMA. Uh, our friends from Steeda, Steeda Autosports, did the suspension on it, and it looks fantastic. It's going to handle great. Uh, but they said, hey, we've got a new prototype steering wheel. And I was like, great. And they're like, can you install it? It was like, for SEMA? <laughs> And they're like, yeah. So they FedExed it over. I packed it in my luggage. I flew to SEMA Monday afternoon, which is the last set of the. Should have put it around your neck and hung it from a chain. I was going to hang like Flava Flav, you know, like the big clock instead of that. I was going to hang this this, uh, steering wheel around my neck. they they they're like we don't have any information on the steering wheel we don't have installation instructions yet there's a video online you can watch it you can give it a shot uh, and uh I did I went out there SEMA I was just uh Monday evening I was trying to disconnect the battery and put take off the airbag and take the steering wheel off um and it 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 worked and it looked great it was kind of a pain in the ass to do. There's these pins on the sides that you have to push in with like like an Allen key. You can jump, jam something in there, something small, thin, round stick, right? Like an Allen key or something or maybe a tiny screwdriver and there's these pins that pop the airbag off. That was a fucking pain in the ass. Um, and I uh, – That was like a lot of fun to be pre-seeming. Pre- that took 45 minutes to get that airbag off and uh, just trying to do it again and again and again. And the steering wheel looks great and it's fantastic. But my recommendation to Steeda would be – Set should, it to the before next time. <laughs> yeah, set it, set it a little earlier. Uh, uh, also, I, I think it should be more of a complete steering wheel. I, I This was just the the raw metal with – with the uh, with the wrap and stuff around it, when you buy like when you buy the steering wheel from Ford, if you have a Mustang GT, you can buy a Mustang GT three fifty steering wheel and 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 swap that. But that comes a little bit more complete, like with the wiring harness in it and some of the buttons and stuff in it. So. Uh, it took more time to kind of figure out how to remove all of those things and uh, and put them into the new steering wheel. And then it's done. It looks great. I actually really like it. It's got a flat bottom on it, a little bit more room. Um, but, of course, this is the prototype steering wheel, and it's the only one that Steeda has, so they need it back. <laughs> so I gotta when I get the car back, I've got to photograph it and then take the steering wheel off again, swap it all back. So when I flew home, I had a – Pack my stock steering wheel and my luggage again, and 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 of course bring that home. But because uh, I forgot to put it, I couldn't put it in the trunk of the car. Why not? Because on Monday when I got the to SEMA and I did the steering wheel swap, 
We were also showing off the audio system, and there it's built out in the trunk, so I couldn't put shit in the trunk. So I brought everything to the hotel, and then on Friday I forgot to bring everything from the hotel back to uh, gotcha. to so the show. Yeah, fault. so that your was fault. that was definitely on my fault. That was on my fault. Um, that was me, and also I blame a little bit of the concert we went to on Thursday night. Like <laughs> uh, they served liquor there. Yeah, they. They they did. Hey, I see Jim. How you doing, young man? What a fucking shit show that was. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Well, it's just begun. No, I like they canceled our flight. Oh, they, you talking about SEMA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they canceled our fucking flight. My daughter was out there. She's got a four month old baby that didn't have any breast milk. So I had to get her on it. The only ticket I could get her on is a first class ticket home, $2,000 fucking ticket. So she got you on made, that. You made that on a, on a wheel, on a love that. Yeah. And then the, the goddamn, uh, the, the next flight I had to take out, we had to get up at fucking one in the morning to catch a fucking 430 flight to Dallas. And then from Dallas to Madison, I got home. I got home at. Uh, four o'clock in the afternoon the following day. <laughs> we got I home. bet you felt like I did when I came back from Saudi. No so shit. Like, um, everybody I know got COVID out there. Uh, Mike got COVID. Bruce, my driver, got COVID. Chris McBee, one of my owners, got COVID. His wife had to go to the emergency room. I mean, uh, fuck, what a shit show. You know, um, uh, those of you who haven't picked it up, we have Jim, Jim Ring on the show. By the way, you're already on the show. Uh, thanks for joining us. I know it was a, a hell of a travel. Um, I, I, Bill and I were just talking a minute ago. I, fe- I heard that your brother got, <laughs> I heard that your brother got COVID after SEMA ignited. At the end of SEMA, we I took the boring tunnel Tesla thing over to the uh, Resort World Hotel to catch uh, an Uber from there. And you and your brother were there loading up cars. Well, mostly you were, and your brother was talking to me, not working. Correct. And uh, and the, the and the last thing I did was hug that guy goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow I I I, I got nothing so far. So Good luck. Well, better so, better than me. I kissed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know where uh, where you guys picked up COVID. Maybe it was on the ride home, but um. Uh. Yeah, SEMA's always a madhouse. You guys brought four cars out. Um, uh, congratulations all on all of those things. I want to get into get into them a little bit, but um, but man, what a showing! What a what a what a PR fast, a media fast. Um, Battle of the Builders is Battle of the Builders is always exciting for us, but it's kind of a pain in the ass for you guys. And you could probably get into that a little bit. Um, but first of all, congratulations for winning, not only winning overall battle of the builders, but also winning the four by four category with your, with your, with your blazer. So winning two of the four categories, uh, and overall is uh, fantastic. You guys deserve it. Congratulations on that. Well, thanks. You know, it's, uh, obviously a group effort and you have to have the the customers that are willing to get their wallet out but we've been pretty blessed with that to meet the right people to be able to do that for it's you know as much as we love SEMA I can honestly tell you that and I don't know if you'll ever see us back there again unless um um 
you know, some particular company wants to take one of our cars and deal with it. We're between Mike and I, we're 120 years old and um, <laughs> it's just too much. And they, they also, you know, they, they make, basically make us buy a booth to be there, uh, which is completely useless for us that, you know, we, we don't do anything at our booth besides uh, go back and get a drink of water and, you know, get our heads together for the next thing. But uh, I can tell you guaranteed we'll never take four cars there again, but uh um, it's just, it's just so much and so expensive. And, you know, we're halfway across the country and, um, I'm just telling you, it's the greatest place on earth to show a car. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it, but it's just too much for us. The, the logistics of it are, are a real pain in the ass. You know, um, I, I, we've all had cars there. I, I brought out a car this year, but was lucky enough to, uh, to, it was in the Anderson Composites booth, and they're not far. They're you know an hour away from me here in in California. Yeah. Um, so we were able to you know get work done at the car with with some of our partners out here. Flatbed the car over to Anderson Composites. They load it up in their semi truck with all of their other show vehicles. Bring it to SEMA. Bring it home. Um, yeah. you know, other than showing up and like installing parts and shit on the fly, there, there wasn't a lot of the transportation nightmare, but a few years ago, I brought two cars out, um, one in the show and one outside in the Magnaflow booth. And we had to bring two cars. It was like me and towing a trailer and a friend and towing a trailer. And we didn't, couldn't get enclosed trailers. So, and we didn't want the cars all fucked up. We had to like wrap them in cellophane and, and oh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a, it was a pain in the ass. So well, on top of, you know, at the, at the end of the day, in a microcosm, what SEMA provides is a wonderful thing, but the hoops you have to jump through nowadays, especially at an accelerated age of 156 like myself. <laughs> but, you know, I was with a guy while we were walking and his watch stopped him and asked if he was freaking working out, for God's sakes. And we put in 17,000 steps, you know, before like noon. So yeah. it, it's a great platform. And I, I can only imagine how you boys have to, you know, the shit you guys have to jump through when you're displaying cars, let alone four of them. But as a spectator, as a quote unquote celebrity, as somebody walking the floor and working it and going from sponsor to sponsor and thanking them and showing my face, man, it's, it's too much. I mean, just the logistics alone make it so inconvenient to where it's a miserable experience. And it has to be so wonderful on the other end to compensate for the negatives it's just it's really gotten i mean it's it's not fun i didn't even get to see matt's car i didn't even get to see one of the four of your of your cars you know i mean it's 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 turned into something different that's all Um, i'm with you it's uh that's that's definitely i'm i'm almost happy to hear you say what you said it's uh it's difficult um, it is. Mike, it's too difficult. Mike just joined us as well. How are you, Mike? You okay? Good. Feeling, I'm, I'm doing. Good? I'm doing better. That uh, it was a rough ride home when I saw you. Then it hit me. But the next day, yeah, and, uh, driving home was a bitch. I can tell you that. <laughs> did you? Uh, 
Are you wearing a hat or did you uh, <laughs> blow dry your hair or what's going on there? Hey, hey bite me. <laughs> I have no idea. What, is, what are you laughing All at, right, brothers and and bitch? Both of you guys with no hair giving me shit. <laughs> I'm not giving you shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we need a we need a we need a SEMA one year where we don't do any work. We just the four of us hang out together, walk around the show, say hi to our friends, and sit on top of a booth with a cocktail and watch the madness of everybody else. So we can kind of enjoy it, go out to a few shows, and and uh, and and a little bit of all of that. We actually, Bill and I, were able to take a break late Wednesday night and uh, we we jumped over to Adam Carolla's show and his comedy show and it was fantastic we got a group of people to go there the only I think the only way we it was weird because it's like you don't want to do it late but the only way we pulled it off is because he was doing a a 10 p.m. show it was perfect yeah it actually worked out good for us because you got the dinners and the appearances and stuff in the meantime um Mike, we were saying congratulations on winning battles of the build battle of the builders. Took two of the category, the overall win and the four by four win. Um, let's get into a few of the cars real quick uh, because you guys were on about a month or so ago. We're able to tease the four cars, but we weren't really able to get into the details. So we've you know we've got about well we've got about twenty minutes to kind of go through this stuff, but. Um, uh, well, you, you- Guys, just mention that mention the cars. Give us a short synopsis and tell yeah. them what the coolest shit about each one of them was. That that because at this point, you guys are quite obviously putting your heart and soul and then some into these vehicles, and you have to make them different than the one prior. So, I mean, just tell us tell us what your what your uh, your thoughts are about because you got to love them. So, somebody start. Just tell us the four the four vehicles that you brought, and then we'll get into a few details. All right, well, we got the 48 truck that I think everybody's pretty well seen. The farm truck turned into IndyCar-ish. And then we have the uh, 71 or 72 K5 Blazer. We've done so many, I don't know which year it is anymore. (laughs) And then the 69 Camaro, again, we've done a few of those. And a 69 Mustang. And all were pretty damn unique, I got I gotta admit. Let's start with that Camaro. I, I was able to go and see all of the cars. Um we ran into you guys. We did a little bit of a walk around for uh maybe two of the of, of the cars when uh Adam and I were walking around. I think the Mustang and the uh and the farm truck. But the Camaro, very cool, uh, you know, big horsepower, supercharged. Tell us a little bit about that. Because as you said, you've done a few. How do you make this one different? I think that car was a 69 uh, Camaro. It was uh, The whole car was carbon fiber. We actually painted it all out so nobody knew really what it was. It was a wide body. The quarters have been widened out. The front wheels moved forward. Uh, I believe it was an inch and a half, if I'm correct. Um, a Wagner LS3 with a Whipple on it, making a 1,000 horse, but we backed it down about 30% because it was just too much for the car. Um, car was white. It was, uh, the name of the car was Strode just because the guy's buddies with Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart called his car, Michael Myers. So obviously Michael Myers can never kill Strode. So just to throw a jab in there, we, we named it Strode and, uh, it was just fun camaraderie and, uh, the owner, we had the opportunity to meet the owner for the very first time, uh, over a two year period, never met the guy. Uh, we met him, super nice guy, uh, 
um, it was pretty cool. Actually, there was two owners that we'd never met before. We built these guys' cars in the you know two-year spans that we'd never, ever met, talked on the phone only. So that was a good opportunity with, with, uh, with Don and also Jay Elder, the guy with the Mustang, to be able to meet them guys. And so it was, it was fun that way. Uh, the Mustang was a pretty cool car. Uh, that car, actually, the, there was a lot going on. It was widened. Where that car sat, I don't believe it was the the most perfect spot. It was dark. Uh, I think a lot of people walked by with even didn't even understand what it was. But uh, with closer look, pretty badass car. It had uh, basically the side scoop followed all the way through the quarters, come out the tail lights. All of the tail lights were all 3D printed. Uh, it uh, the interior is phenomenal. It was a throwback of the '69 interior, but you could actually see underneath the two humps on the '69s. Uh, there was, the interior was phenomenal in that car. I don't think a lot of people got to see it, but, uh, that was running a, uh, a new coyote with a six speed behind it. Um, pretty cool car. I'll let Mike explain, uh, the, the crazy truck and the, the blazer. Well, I just want Matt to know that there was no fucking electric motors in any of this shit, by the way. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the truck, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty bummed, Bill. I didn't get to see you there. I was lucky enough to see you. Oh, I, I mean, usually it's fun to see your face. Yeah, we usually we usually have the opportunity to hang off Bill's arms for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. You guys but, had thirty four uh, other people a day. Yeah, I <laughs> know. It's crazy, but it, yeah. it felt genuine when you see Bill. He's a good. He's a good guy. But uh, no, since Saudi is really his name's Joey, so. by the way. <laughs> Joey, Joey, Joey Battle. It will from now on be known as Joey Battle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, for those of you not on it, that's the that's the screen name on Zoom for some reason. I'm sure there's uh, a story behind it. I don't know. <laughs> the longest yard, Goober. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, the 48 truck. Um, I don't know how you if you saw a picture of what it started as that old farm truck. Yeah, we saw it. it. It's uh, it, it was it was it was really fun to let some owner spend you know his money in a way that not many people would let you do, and uh, it was really special to build something. It kept the guys really at the shop excited, and that, that was a lot of fun. You how, know the blazer. How, how did the, how did the sketches come together for a vehicle like that? I know you said. Um, I don't know if it was the owner or a partner had thoughts on the chassis, right? Sort of this uh, racing car chassis, cantilever shocks. But I, I can see you guys being very creative, working with some designers. Um, we've all worked with Gary Ragel before, um, who's, a, who's a great guy. And to go, oh, yeah, we've done this on a Mustang, this on a Mustang, and we know some future Mustang – we didn't get a chance to do something, so we want to do it. You know, like you said, like the the side vents on that '69 to go through the body and out the tail light. You know, you can do some cool stuff with that in the future. Add some cooling systems or whatever you want to do to that because you've done a few Mustangs, but you haven't done a 48 truck, and it's being so wild. How, like, how does that design process happen? How how did this this come to be? I, I really, um, it started out a ways. I don't know if you saw some earlier renderings in the one you saw. It was really because this guy is big power guy. And he had this boat, the Lake of the Ozark, 200 mile an hour boats. And they 
they had these big marine engines in them and uh he had Todd Goodwin build these like crazy 150 grand a piece motors and didn't quite work out in his boat. So he wanted us to build this truck, you know, with these <laughs> motors and they were twin supercharged, 3000 horsepower, yeah. 48, 48 inches tall from the oil pan, which is dry sump to the top. Well, that truck only is 53 inches, right? Yeah. So we originally drew something for that. It was like, crazy hot wheels like no freaking way it was just a rendering right yeah so the old engine builder we had at the time was carl wagner he's passed now but amazing guy he's like you goopy bastards they couldn't <laughs> cool that thing in a lake and you think you're gonna cool that in a pickup truck and uh yeah good point. So we had we had to break it to the owner that it just wasn't gonna work but i think the the rat rotish feel of that because this guy's all about you know, he's got the Ferraris and the Lambos and, the, you know, he's got all that stuff, but he's got a lot of buddies that have all that stuff too. But he really loves the sound of basically big block that blows your tennis shoes off when, when they start. Right. I mean, he's, he's into that noise. And um, so he went to, I think he went to Barrett Jackson was looking to buy something and got his own plane on the way back. He, he didn't find anything. And he said to his buddy, Let's just have him build something with a different motor, that truck. And we took that crazy, crazy and turned it into just crazy. Yeah. And this is what it ended up with. How 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 accurate is the final product to the sketches? As you're building it, what sort of design changes do you make on the way? If any, I don't know. Well, this I can tell you this truck looks exactly like the original rendering which is actually maybe even cooler because you know with cars with closed wheel you, you they always make you know the if you proportioned it out the wheels are way bigger and it's slammed hammered well you could never turn it right but it yep. looks badass but with the open wheel you can actually draw it to look exactly like it is which you can't do that with i mean i could take bill's hellcat and you just you could super flare it and put the wheel up inside there, and the rendering could be four times better, even though the car is amazing. Now you could make it even look meaner, but you could drive it, right? Right. This yeah. thing you, you can drive because of the open wheel. So honestly, the rendering looks as good, probably not as good as what it turned out. The the attention to detail on that. Well, first of all, you get to see a lot more because everything is just so open. Um, you know, around the engine, the bed of the truck, the suspension, the cooling system that you guys did, uh, the carbon fiber uh, shroud on the cooling system. You know, to, that scoops off to the sides. Uh, to be able to see all of that stuff is actually kind of interesting. So maybe this will end up being a theme for future builds on how you're able to expose and see so much stuff. Like how, I, how many conversations have we had or even any builder to go, I wish you could see this thing up on a lift or I wish you could see it without the hood on. I wish you could see it before we did this because there's so many cool things hidden underneath it. And I, I get it. That's, you know, that's pride as well. And, and knowing what a good build is, but th this vehicle really was able to show off a lot of stuff. Jim, your turn. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it really did. There was nothing hid in this at all. I mean, it was all right in your face. You wouldn't want to see the bottom of this car because there's nothing under there but a big giant carbon belly pan on it from front to rear. But uh, 
all the electronics in that truck were in the floorboard underneath the driver's feet. I mean, it just a, a way it come together and, and uh, packaged of everything. You know, there's there's really nothing under the dash. Everything's in the floorboards of that thing. Hmm. Uh, and the, the like the cooling system, like you said, was was pretty wild. Um, everything on it was in your face. When you open the hood up with no fenders, it's there. So um it was kind of cool. You know, a lot of people don't notice. You, you didn't even see a wire on the vehicle. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. uh, everything was in your, it almost looks like it, <clears throat> it shouldn't run because there's, there's really no junk anywhere. So your packaging was really difficult on that vehicle. There's no room for nothing. Like it was just crazy. Where are we going to put this? I mean, the only thing the guy wanted in the entire vehicle was a phone charger and we didn't even put one in. He's <laughs> <laughs> like those fucking ring brothers. They didn't put my phone <laughs> yeah. charger in. My wish list had one item on it. I didn't get it. <laughs> so um, Bill, you never even got to see it, huh? This thing was wild. And and actually uh talk about the packaging and the difficulty you guys were mentioning. Also it's it's small. It's not as big as as the sixty nine Mustang. Certainly not as big as 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 the blazer as well it it ended up being a a small vehicle you know and it's it's tiny you know i seen a lot of comments online and they're all like it's just a pt cruiser with the fenders taken off and and you know it's just whatever but well anybody uh, who says that is either drunk or unfamiliar with an automobile (laughs) 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 so uh because in that tunnel taking the the tesla yeah yeah right um all right so tell us about the blazer as well uh that was another vehicle so adam and i went over there and looked at it and i go hey you got to come see this blazer um uh you know of course the interior stands out and i was trying to explain it to adam i was like ah it's woven leather straps it kind of looks like outdoor lawn furniture but really really fucking cool and it's and and the seats are like hinged in the front and it's got a shock in the back so it's got some some cushion to it and it's like it's it's way over the top and then it, it was it was good that Adam came over with me because he was the only one tall enough to see into the engine compartment. But I was like, somewhere in there is an engine. I don't, I can't see it, but trust me, it's in there. And he's like, yeah, I, it's cool. Uh, so tell us about the Blazer. That Blazer was a fun project. You know, that's been done quite a while. The owner got that back, oh hell, probably half a year ago, and uh, enjoyed it and played with it. And then we decided. What the hell? We might as well take one more to SEMA. So we went out to Ohio, picked that up, brought it back, and 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 took it there. That that was a fun project. You know, I think we've done nine Blazers already, uh, eight or nine, and you just lose track. But that's definitely the coolest one. It'd be one I'd want in my garage. You know, it's got that free runner suspension in it. Um, basically, got a foot of travel in it. It's just crazy how much suspension that truck has in it. Uh, it did have a four liter Whipple on it and it was making 1200 horse and it was just way too much for the truck. So basically it's back down. I would have to guess it's probably in that seven to 800 right now, which is still too much. Mike told me that he jumped on it leaving SEMA and he thought the front wheels came off the ground. And the police <laughs> officer said, if you do that again, you're going to get kicked out of here. 
<laughs> Mike says, stand back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I couldn't get Watch out of it quick enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was stupid, but you just, I don't know why you do dumb things like that, but it was. Because we're uh, yeah. I, I mean, we'll, we'll post more pictures and stuff all over social media and link to a few things for you guys uh, listening so you can see these things, but you know, the whole intake system, the way it comes off to the sides and through the hood for that blazer is really cool. But, um, I, you know, I, I, I've said it a hundred times before on doing these shows. It's, it's the combination of things and what you guys do, especially with the interiors, different materials on the floor. Um, it doesn't have to be carpet. And I don't know how durable these things are. Some of them are show cars. Some of them get driven a lot. But using different textures and materials, I think, makes a huge difference. But what you guys did with the seats here uh, looks amazing. Where did this idea come from? Well, we we actually were up at the farm one night, and we started a campfire, and we pulled all our chairs around it, and we drank about three cases of beer, and Mike got up, and his chair tipped over, and it was one of them old, you know, them woven chairs that you have around the and- yeah. You're just like, this is perfect. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. That's complete bullshit, by the way. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but they really they really kind of do resemble that old uh 50, 60 campfire aluminum woven chair. It's kind it of kind of does, yeah. It kind of does. Well, um, honestly, though, the guy who we built that blazer for owns recoil and we built that. That uh, Chevelle, I don't know if you remember that 66 Chevelle, we yeah. called Recoil yeah. with the metal seats way back. It's the same guy and uh, kind of wanted to do something metal again, but not, you know, we we wanted to do, we figured out door open, why not make it look more of like a lawn chair feel. But, you know, with all that, that's, uh, <laughs> all that leather had to be wrapped in uh, uh strap first you know nylon strap underneath all that leather so it wouldn't stretch out there was extreme amount of work in those seats the whole, the way con- they- the whole concept of that blazer and nobody ever got it but you know there's no windows in it mm-hmm. the only thing that's in it is the windshield all the roof panels come out individually the four of them the floor pans in it there's a twin floor pan so in the floors where you put your feet it's all this aluminum gridding system and then the, underneath that is the, the main floor pan that has plugs in the bottom. So the whole concept, not like you'd ever do, is that you can just leave it out in the rain or jump in it with your muddy boots and just rinse the floor off into the bottom floor and then pull the plug and let all the shit drain out. Yeah. But the whole truck was kind of a outdoor experience. I mean, the only thing we missed, we probably should have a little campfire between the driver and passenger seat. But <laughs> other than that, it's... Uh, that's kind of the whole concept of that truck. Just take it out and, you know, let mother nature do its thing. Enjoy mother nature. Yeah. It was like everything. If you notice, which you probably didn't like the dash looked stockish. Yeah. But each pod was, was floating. Like the gauge pod was floating. The center pod was floating. The dash was floating. The rear seat had no, um, legs on it right it was all just clamped off the cage itself and mm-hmm. it was floating and the front seats obviously had to be bolted down but they were on shocks kind of floating so the theme of that truck was it kind of everything floats like i don't know if you saw the gas can in the back that's how you actually fill the truck through the five gallon can that's actually the filler for the for the truck <laughs> it was so many hidden details like the exhaust had 
um, shields on it that look like barrel, you know, shields off your M16. Um, I could just go on and on on that truck that the detail was just absolutely crazy on that thing. Yeah, I, it's it really over the top. Like you said, I, it's you don't get to appreciate all of the details of just kind of walking and seeing it on the show floor. I mean, you get to... I think we know you guys well enough now that when, anytime we see a Ring Brothers car, we should spend an extra few minutes and kind of look around and underneath and start to see some of the details. Um, and then you'll still get 15% of what you guys have done. Um, even... Getting a little bit of an opportunity, uh, uh, Mike, to to do a walk around with uh, one or two of the cars with you, you know, still just kind of touches on what you guys have been done because there's always just such a, a crowd of people. But incredible stuff. Hopefully, you guys get to take a little bit of a break, Mike. I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. I'm doing much better though, Bill. Yeah. You didn't. You guys didn't get it either, Matt. You didn't I, get it. I listen. Knock on wood on this big wood table. I don't know what's going on, but uh, so far so good. I I, awesome. I I don't know. Not not a cold. Not anything. I was just uh, commenting like some of the you know the the friends we had out there working. Our friends in in at the PR agency. I think they brought twenty people out, and ten of them are are ill. <laughs> ten of them are yeah. For God's sake, like uh, you know, it's kind of it. But it's okay. You know, this is the world we live in now and it's okay. I got better. It's not the end of the world. It's not like people are dying and you know what? It's, it's a bad cold maybe, you know, yeah. I, I, it's not going to stop me from going anywhere and get, if I get it again. Oh, well, that's life. I'm just, it's good. You know, it's let's, let's move on. I don't even like hearing the name anymore. It's yeah. uh, it's, it's good. I mean, shit, this is the new world, but it, it ain't going to stop me. I'll be in that nursing home quick enough i am not looking through the glass any longer than i have to exactly yeah yeah <laughs> well as always gentlemen it is an honor and a privilege and uh you guys uh, i'm so freaking jealous of you guys's life it's to, it, it, the, the stuff you pump out and the clients that you've got to work with i mean you just have to you got to be ecstatic because it can't get any better than that i mean and and <clears throat> not to mention the quality of what you guys do it's uh, I'm just so pissed off that I didn't get to see any of y'all stuff. <laughs> I've quite obviously seen it and followed it, you know, online, but to see it in person is you still can't do it justice, but it's an honor to have you guys on and uh, feel better. My friend, uh, fortunately I got out of there with only losing a couple hundred dollars and a, and a heavy cold. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we get to see you guys soon and uh, take care of yourselves. Um, great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, ho I, hopefully we can maybe run into each other at Bear Jackson in Scottsdale in a, in a couple of months. That might be a good lo location. And then, you know, Bill and I, uh, you know, we've we're we're getting close to launching some product with our beverage company, and I'm happy to say that those beverages are being made in Wisconsin. Uh, awesome. And uh, and uh, that'll that'll give us an opportunity, or certainly give me an opportunity to go over there and maybe swing by and say hi to you guys on your own turf. I would love an opportunity to do that. Is it, so, can I ask if it's in Wanakee? I I don't know um, the uh, the location, but it's it's a place called Wisconsin Brewing Company. It's a great location, yeah. super dog friendly. They they. They make a bunch of beer there, and they have a tasting room. And during COVID, they got into the co-packing business, making sure. product for other companies. Yeah. And we we ran into a few uh, 
uh, bad relationships with um, companies trying to make our product and 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 screwing up the production uh, twice now. Um, so they just finished a big production run of our hard seltzer. They did a great job on it. And uh, our product is still over in that area. We're going to go and, and, awesome. and get it pretty soon. So, um, yeah, I don't know if, uh, if how far that is from you That's guys. That's Madison. So it's yeah. 45 minutes. Excellent. Um, guys, thanks so much. Mike, feel better. And uh, everybody stay safe. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys soon. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. You own, you rent your home. Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Get around for Halloween with Pluto TV's 31 Nights of Horror. All month long, Pluto TV is bringing you the best Halloween movies, shows, and more. Watch classic horror movies like The Grudge or The Blair Witch Project. Or scream along with your favorite stars like Ryan Reynolds in life. Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows. The best part, it's so free, it's chilling. No credit card, no sign-up, no fees. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start screaming now.